Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hi, and welcome to Get Real. Uh, This is Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. And today, we are going to talk about passive income. Um, We're going to talk about some of the myths about passive income. We're going to define what passive income really means, um, and then kind of talk about some of the ways people get confused about it and why you would really, why you want passive income. Why why is this something that everyone's trying to get out there? So... And a little bit of get realness uh, as well with the whole uh, passive income thing, right? Of course, of course. We got to get real about it. Let's just hit right out of the gate with some get realness. Uh, Angela, are you cool with that? No, I'm ready. Go for it, man. Let's do that as we define passive income because, you know, people throw out there, everybody thinks when I say passive income, all of you out there are thinking something entirely different. <laughs> yep. And so I just want to make sure as we're talking about rental real estate, it's important to understand that passive doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything. Okay. So if you want truly passive income, then you, you shouldn't own rental real estate. And you're not going to get a very big return, but that's okay. If that's what you want, you know, that's, yeah. Cool. I mean, you should put it, you should put your money somewhere where you literally have to do nothing um, and the money just kind of hits your account, right? So uh, maybe in a CD money market, <laughs> some, yeah, high, you're laughing. A I'm, high yield savings account. High know? yield savings account, <laughs> 0.025. Sorry, I put quotes on there. Yeah, quote. Yeah, Angela's doing air quotes. <clears throat> now, I, I, define, I define passive income as uh, maybe a little bit different than that, right? So the get realness right out of the gate means um, this is Ron's definition of passive income. And it means that I don't have to trade my time for money, right? So, so let that sink in, right? Let's just say that Angela and I actually got paid to do this podcast, which neither one of us do, but let, let's just say we did <laughs> right now while we're sitting here recording this for the next 20 minutes or so, we would be trading our time because I can't really do anything else while I'm doing this for whatever amount of money I was getting paid. Right. right. If I'm a doctor and I'm seeing a patient, I'm, I'm trading my time seeing that patient for whatever it is that I make, however much money that is. Right. That's, and it might be a lot. Yeah. Yep. Well, passive income is when I have a whole bunch of other people doing it for me. Therefore I can go do something else. Right. So, my definition of passive income, rental real estate fits in there because I have a management company that is managing the property. Now, it's pretty interesting. It's important that you understand that just because you have a management company who is managing your property, it doesn't mean you don't have to check your bank account and make sure the money hits. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Why would you check your bank account, Ron? I don't know, but we have people call our office occasionally. And usually they're, they're really smart professional people, you know, like doctors and attorneys and people like that who should know better, right? And they're like, hey, Ron, I haven't gotten any money for like eight months. Huh. And I've, I'm like, well, that seems 
almost impossible. Like how, how is that possible? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I called uh, the management company on their behalf. Management company goes, yeah, we've been trying to get a hold of him for eight months, right? He, he, the tenant moved out and we have to make repairs. We can't make the repairs because he hasn't given us the authority to make the repairs. So you have to answer your email occasionally. You have to answer the phone when the management company calls so that you can say, oh yeah, go ahead, right? That's all you have to do. You can do it from anywhere, right? You can be in Bulgaria, answer the phone and say, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Make the repairs. Yeah. Yeah. But you do have to do that. I mean, it's important. It is. It's very important. So. Oh, it seems elementary, Angela. You're, I mean, <laughs> I can see your face. Angela's like making this. Oh, sorry. It's my face. In the, in the office, we make fun of people like this. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not funny. We, I mean, we feel bad, but it's just so obvious a little, you know, a little bit. If you've been in this world a little bit, you're like, well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do those couple of things. Check your bank account and approve things. Dang it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally not a CD, right? I it's, mean, it's no. not a CD, a CD. You can let it sit there. And at the end of the year, you will definitely have whatever 1% more in your, in your yes. account. <laughs> right. But if you want to make double digit returns owning re rental real estate, you, you actually do have to be a little bit involved. But the reason that I call it passive Angela is because I, I don't have to be in Memphis or Kansas city or, you know, Fayetteville or, you know, all these places. I don't have to be there. I don't have to go unclog the toilet. I don't have to do any of that stuff. So it's not active for me. My, my properties are out there making me money right now. All the time. And, right. and here I am, Angela and I are, are doing a show. Chatting. Yeah. Right. Not getting paid for doing a show, which is, you know, this is fantastic. This is yep. what we wanted to be doing right now. If I wanted to be on a beach somewhere, I could be on a beach somewhere too. Um, incidentally, I could be on a beach and we could be recording this show. We should do that in another episode sometime. That would be cool. Yeah. For that sure. would be cool. We should yeah. do that. Okay. okay. Great. Back so, on topic. So we've defined it, Angela. I think. Right. Yeah. So it just kind of makes me think about, um, I know I keep going back to my mom, so sorry for all the mom stories, but she's been a great example to me. And she's um, super I, cool. She is cool. She's yeah, very she cool. Mom, if you're listening, we'll I love show. you. Yeah. We'll bring her on the show sometime. So everybody can meet. All right. Uh, so my mom, she, she needed to figure out how to make enough money to you know, take care of me and my siblings and, and make us have a comfortable, good life. She wanted to make sure we had a good childhood because... Hers was a little rough at times and wanted to make sure that didn't happen for us. So she was a great mom, had to make sure that, um, you know, she had enough to do the things that we wanted to do. So uh, she started a company. She started her own business. Um, and it was, I mean, we should have talked about that on the goal ones. I mean, starting your own company and getting it off the ground is a huge undertaking. And she, she did an amazing job. Um, but it was a residential care home for Alzheimer's patients. Um, and we actually, she remodeled our house and the, uh, residential care home was on the bottom story and me and my three siblings and her and my dad lived on the top. So <laughs> we were, we were living with these residents, but, um, we, tr she tried to keep it separate and make sure it didn't interrupt our lives too much. But, um, but this business, it was small, but it was very successful. I mean, it, she did, she did really well. She was able to buy, um, you know, her investment properties with the money she made from this business. But, um, but my point is 
while she was running this, this company and this business, um, she was involved. She was trading her time literally for money. Um, she had to go out and do all the marketing and make sure that it was always full of residents. She had to be in there, you know, doing all the gross stuff that you have to do every day in a facility like that. Um, as well as hiring and training new employees and doing all the books and dealing with the laws and taxes. And um, it was never a passive endeavor. It allowed us to take some trips and do fun things, but it was full on trading time for money. So, I mean, a business is one of the ways that, you know, you can make some wealth and, and you can provide for your family and do really well and have some freedom, but it is not passive. And no, by no means is it a passive endeavor. Um, even when you have employees, I mean, Ron, you know about this. <laughs> I mean, is having employees working for you, is that passive? Well, no, it's not. Um, but I mean, I think there's a place, um, do you agree with this, Angela? There's a place ultimately, if you want to, where you can get to as a business owner, where your business doesn't control your life anymore. Cause yeah. you're the, when you are an entrepreneur that is starting a company, literally the company is going to control your life. There's really nothing you can do about that. And you are working 12 hour days, not by your own choice to keep it afloat. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. you know, because you have to make enough money so that you can hire other people to take the load off of you, which right. ultimately, I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? Right. So Ron, I wasn't saying like, you know, that you can't get it to the point where you can leave and it'll still run. Um, but, but no matter how well you run that business, um, getting out of it entirely is rough. Yeah. Yep. You still got to check in. You still gotta, you still gotta be involved, um, to some degree and you've got to have people that, that, um, that you trust who are in, in the company as well. Um, otherwise finding those people is rough. So not, not passive. So if, if you want to be a passive investor in a business, Angela, what do you do? Uh, you, uh, buy, you know, you buy stock or correct. Uh, invest you in a actually, company. <laughs> you give money to the company and they pay you yes. a return. That is pretty much the only way to do it, yeah. um, to be a hundred percent passive. And um, you know, the sharks, the, on, you know, shark tank, they, I'm pretty sure they get involved. They don't, I mean, they're not super involved, but they still go check out those companies and have conference calls with them and stuff. So it's, it's still less passive than, uh, investment real estate as far as I can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Back when I was running my rehab business uh, with my brother and John, if you're listening to this, John's a great guy. We, we, we did really well. And, and then, um, and then some laws changed our world a, a little bit. Um, yeah. It kind of forced us into the rental game, which is when I started to get involved in rental properties um, but before that we had met these, th- this couple, this, the, they were the cutest couple, right? They were, they were kind of older. Um, they drove this, this white Corvette convertible. Um, and you know, I used to tease my brother that, or uh, I could see these people with my brother, that that was a waste of a Corvette because they drove it kind of slow, uh, <laughs> which is. Uh, which is heresy in my mind, right? If you own a Corvette, you should be driving the heck out of it. Anyway, we would go to lunch with these guys because we, we, we were trying to buy packages of homes for them from them. They owned a ton of rental property uh, in the area where we were. And they managed most of it themselves, although they had some people to help them uh, manage. Um, But they always seemed to have more time and they were way happier than John and I. I mean, we, we were rehabbing houses and it was a lot of work managing crews, marketing, selling, all the stuff we were doing. 
a ton um, of work. It's a lot of work, man. Yeah. We worked a lot of hours and we did really well. But what I began to notice was that these people had a whole bunch of rental properties. And as they talked about it in the beginning, I, I used to think, why wouldn't you sell all those properties and just take the, you know, four or $5 million or whatever it was that they had sitting there all paid off. Right. And just take the money. What I didn't realize was that that four to $5 million in property was making them big six figures every single year without them doing a whole bunch of work to get it. Right. Forever. When I finally realized that that's kind of when my, when the light bulbs went on in my head, like, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I need to get off the quick hit crack of, of rehabbing properties and, and own some real estate so that I can yeah. make passive income all the time, you know? Yep. Um, and so that's what I did. And then, and then I created a business helping other people do the same thing. Um, in addition to that, but passive income is, is awesome because all you rehabbers out there who are now thinking the same thing, they're like, what yeah, the heck? I get like, <laughs> I get like, Huge checks when yeah, I flip 20 grand from one house. Come on. 20, yeah. 80, $100,000 rehabbing properties, right? Um, the problem is, is that uh, this is the question you got to ask yourself. If I stop buying properties tomorrow, what happens with the income? Where does the income come from? I mean, that was the realization that I had was as soon as the laws, as soon as the HUD laws in Kansas city changed back in the early 2000s, Soon as that happened, my business was affected. I mean, big time affected. I couldn't sell yeah. the houses because the only the only people the only way people could get a loan in the area where I was selling was was a HUD loan. It was basically the only way that was going to happen. Well, when they re, when they required twelve months of of seasoning on title to sell houses, I was in effect out of business. So that actually happened to me. I had to make a choice. I'm like, okay, now what? Because I can't rehab a house and then sell. I have to wait for a year to sell it. Um, Sucks, man. <laughs> so the quick hit money went away overnight. <clears throat> but how would it have been different if I would have taken just a portion of my profits and purchased passive income so that when that happened, I had some breathing room to make a decision that wasn't based on, oh, holy crap, I have no money or right. I'm going to run out of money really quickly because we were putting all of our money back into the deals over and over and over again. Like everything we made, except for what we lived on, we put back into growing the business. And then and when that, the business kind of shut off. That's what most people do. Yeah. Then what do you do? Right. All the money's tied up in these assets and um, I couldn't get it out. And it, and it was, it was a scary time, but you know, having passive income makes it so that you have options and choices. You know, if, if you've still right. got a whole bunch of money coming in, from different channels, it makes it a whole lot easier. Right. So right. right now, I mean, this wouldn't happen, but if this company, you know, or if, um, you know, RP Capital, the, the company that sells real estate, your company were to go away, how would your, how would it be different now? Right. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. I would take some time, try to figure out what it is I want to do. Um, and, and you know, cause you got passive would, income coming in, you're good. It right? wouldn't <laughs> be as big of a deal. Uh, right. you know, I mean, it would still be a big deal, but it wouldn't be as big of a deal. Right. And, um, now that's not going to happen. I was just saying, <laughs> yeah, I think I encourage everybody out there to, to think that through. Right. I mean, what happens in your life if your income gets shut off somehow? Right. For you most know? people, if your if your check comes in a day later than you thought it was going to, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. 
um, you know, or something happens to retirement funds or, or, or something like that. So that's or Angela, awesome. what, what, what happens if like, I've, I've got a bunch of different larger properties, right? But what if one of them doesn't make any money this year? Right. I mean, if, if your business is passive and is rental properties, you also have to, you also have to, if we're going to get real here real quick. I mean, one of my properties this year did that. It didn't make any money. We had a massive, massive water leak and um, we had huge, I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was massive six figures. And then I had to wait on, on insurance claims and we had vacancies for a long time. I had to pay hotel bills for tenants because they couldn't be in the property. And I mean, I had a, I had a legit nightmare happen at my property. And then as soon as I got it fixed, we had a windstorm that came through and, and ruined the roof. I mean, if, if you, I mean, I couldn't have timed it any worse this year for that, for that one particular property. Right. So how do you, if, if that's the world you're living in, you also have to have multiple streams of income, right? You can't have, can't rely on one property because in, in the rental world, can that happen? Oh yeah. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you it can happen. And you know, by the end of the year, we'll be, I mean, I'll be okay on that property because the insurance is going to come through, but it takes freaking forever to get the insurance claims to come through, get all the money to come through. And meanwhile, I'm, I have to pay all the contractors, you know? Um, so the get real part of this whole rental world is it's not all sunshine and lollipops. No. No. And that's the part I think that makes people, um, when they have a problem and they're not, they're not ready for it or they don't understand that it's going to happen to them. Cause at some point, if you own rental real estate, you're going to have a problem. I don't care who you are. I don't care what type of property you buy. You will have a problem. Especially if you have multiples like that. I mean, it, you know, it's bound to happen. It's, but, yeah, it's just going to happen. But is it still worth it? I mean, did that huge thing you dealt with this year, like change anything that you think about real estate? I mean, Absolutely not. But it made me really glad I have other properties. Yeah. And a business. You know, because if I were living off of this, the income from this one property and I had a big, huge problem like that, it would have upset my life again. Right. And so that's that whole multiple streams of income that we've heard from tons of gurus out there. It's, it's real. Right. Um, And so it's, it's pretty important that you understand that, that the the reality of rental real estate is that you're going to have a challenge. You got to plan for it financially and then you have to, you have to just accept it when it happens to you. Um, and then you also have to look at it and go, okay, I lost income this year, but I didn't, I didn't lose the principal pay down. I didn't lose the appreciation. Oh, I didn't yeah. lose my tax savings. The only thing I lost was the income. So all in, I'm still way ahead this year. Right. But if I hadn't planned for the income part of that, it would have been a way different challenge for me. Right. Right. And so I think if everybody listening to this goes, okay, cool. I need to add some (laughs) passive income, some kind of a stream. Right. And if I choose rental real estate to, to add to that stream, I need to also understand that in my numbers, I need to, I need to, I need to plan for some challenges to come up because they're going to come up. Right. 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 I I think your, your mom probably planned for that in her business. I, we plan for that in RP capital. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I I mean, yeah. So, 
I was just going to say real quick with my, um, we actually helped my mom sell uh, six houses here in Utah. Um, and then we, we helped her um, 1031 exchange purchase uh, two fourplexes, brand new construction fourplexes out in Kansas City. Um, and she tripled her cash flow, at least on paper, right? Um, and, and was super excited and we're excited for her. And it's been a great, great thing for her in the long run. But um, the, I think it was the second month after she did that. And I was, I was like, okay, cool. We got this all done. She closed. This is awesome. She's going to be making all this money and be like, Angela, Ron, you guys are the best. You guys changed my life, you know. But the second month, <laughs> okay. I mean, this was what I imagined. Come on. Yeah, there's a good ending to the story. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, she, the second month had something crazy happen. This is a super nice neighborhood in Kansas City. It's, it's like a new area. It's by all this new shopping um, off the freeway. You know, you would think it, it should attract really nice tenants and nice families. Um, she thought she had great tenants. All eight were full. Um, but her second month, she had uh, cops kicked down the door of one of her houses and then i think they used some kind of a smoke bomb or something in there uh so she got a call from her yeah whatever it is but she she got a call from her property management that uh her tenants were being evicted because they weren't paying and she had uh there was a police report filed on one of her things and she had a door kicked down another door with a hole in it and some uh fire damage or smoke damage or something and I was like, seriously, I had never heard of that happening in the, what, nine years I'd been doing this with Ron. <laughs> and it happened to my mom. So what the hell? And it was a nice area. I was like, who, who does that? I guess some angry ex-girlfriend had called the cops on him or something. But yeah, he anyway, didn't, I mean, they didn't even have drugs. And right. Yeah. There was nothing. It was just she was mad at him. So, <laughs> so. so it was really, I was like, seriously, mom, I cannot believe that happened. But I mean, she'd managed her own properties here in Utah, so she knew the risks. She she wasn't counting on every cent of her cash flow coming in. She was okay making the repairs. I was a little embarrassed, but it was still a great move for her. Is she sad she bought them with us? Not at all. Um, I, it was I just one of those things. The real moral of the story is don't piss your girlfriend off. <laughs> right. I think that's the real moral of the story. Thank you, here. Ron. Yeah. 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 Watch out for those girls. Getting, it's uh, if we're getting real, uh, <laughs> I saw the unit and I wouldn't have wanted to have been in the bedroom where the flashbang went off. Um, oh man. Yeah. I wish I could show the pictures on small, here. It was, it was a small room and <laughs> that thing would have been so loud, man. Anyway, uh, anyway, um, good time. Passive income is your friend. Just understand that the real part of this is that, that, you know, and real, real estate isn't all sunshine and lollipops. There, there are problems that go along with it. But the good news is her mom didn't have to fly out there. I didn't have to fly to my property. All of it got yeah. taken care of by professionals in the field. All we really needed to do was call and say, and, and mine was really massive, right? So I, I had a lot more time. Yeah, yeah yours was then. big. But still nothing, nothing like running a business or what most of you who are listening do, which is, you know, on, on a daily Trading. basis, which is right. 12, eight to 12 hours a day for, you know, somebody else. And so, so I, um, I just wanted to say real quick too. Um, so the next, you know, two months later, she was back to getting her full cash flow. Um, and she's never, you know, she's, if she would have gone a different route or taken out her gains from her old properties and just lived off them, like traditional retirement accounts where you save up, you know, a million, two million, three million, whatever, and hope you don't outlive it. 
um, my mom and dad are going to have that income. You know, it might change a little bit depending on what happens over the months, but that income is going to keep coming in no matter how long they live um, and, and be there to su support them just like a job, but they don't have to work. So and, it's, and it's better it's than awesome. that though. It's better than that, Angela, because at the same time, I mean, she doesn't have big mortgages on these, these properties, right? She, but, but she's, she's but she likes to be she conservative. Does, yeah. What she does have on them is being paid for by the tenants, not by her, which is increasing the amount of, of capital right. that she has in, in these properties, right? Her equity spread in these properties. Right. At the same time, she's paying nearly nothing in taxes because of the tax benefits from those properties. Right. And, and Amen. Um, they continue to go up in value. So right. she's, so she's getting income and, and yep. the income, yep. right? Yep. Man, we should, Her we net worth's income. going up and she's getting income. I mean, you know, traditional retirement, your net worth is going down and your income is taking from your net worth. So completely different game. Angela, so we really should cool. end on that note. It's just, it's, it, that, I mean, that, does it get any oh. better than that? Okay. Well, cool. Passive income in a nutshell <laughs> yes. right there. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Feel free. Any of you guys, if you have any questions or if we, you know, if we miss something, you know, shoot us an email or, uh, Go to getrealestatesuccess.com uh, and you can subscribe to our podcast and give us any feedback or suggestions for future episodes. Um, and next time, Ron, I think we're going to talk about uh, common questions we get about the current real estate market. Um, yeah, and discuss, man, I, you know, the other thing, guys, is if you have questions you, or topics you want us to cover, um, you know, let us know. We, we'd, we'd love. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Yep. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll we may do a show on your topic. We so probably yeah. okay. we probably won't, but we might. Okay, I mean, who knows? we might. You never know. Getting real, we might not. <laughs> but we might. You never know. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Ron. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next show. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, Go to getrealestatesuccess.com.